Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening to this episode 250 of the Tree Talk podcast. With myself, Jack Neville, and Matt O'Callaghan of the Weekly Observer, and Vale Star. Another busy episode to get into this week. We've hurling and football, ladies football, camogie, masters, appointments, all that to get into. So stay tuned for that and more. Impression the game, you get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for pounds worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? He's just about kept in. Oh, what? Shorty Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the world court today. No more about it. I made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the back of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? No sympathy in this game for anybody. How are you, Matt, as we record on this Wednesday morning? Uh, I'm you very good, me? Jack. I'm actually very good. And um, this, this, this is a landmark edition of podcast uh, of the podcast. It's it's the 250th. And I was just reflecting on it on last night, and um, this is my 247th. So I'm just three shots of a full house. So, you know, I'm just wondering if people are getting tired of listening to me, you know, at this stage. Um, but oh. look, we'll keep going until they until they shove me out of the studio, you know. <laughs> well, there's plenty more action to keep us to keep us going this year, that, that's for sure. But yeah, 250 is definitely a landmark. But with so many games to go into Matt. We won't turn that for too long. And we'll start first with the hurling. And uh, I'll put the timestamps on this again. So for anyone who wants to just listen to one aspect of it, they'll be able to find it easily on YouTube. And always, of course, thank you to Noah's Menzer for getting involved. But senior hurling, Matt, we had round four. We A lot of tidying up was done. Um, and we knew that would be the case this weekend. But I suppose starting with Kilmallock, the 100% team in the group still, four from four, had their hardest uh, test against Patchwell and came through it. So what did you make of the game itself and the fact that Kilmallock made it four from four? Well, the game itself, Jack, was a classic. Um, I think uh, the, the, the big crowd that was in Capamore, like they, they were served up to, a, you know, a microcosm, I suppose, in many ways of, you know, why Limerick have won five of the last six All-Irelands because... Like the, the the fair that was on show, Jack was just it was just top class, and it was embellished four rare goals. I thought four goals of rare quality, and um, it would you know from a Kilmallock point of view, it was it it was fantastic to you know make it four wins from four and put to bed the issue of qualifying for the semi final. But above all, I think what Fenton O'Connor and his management team will be most pleased about was the return of Graham Mulcahy. To the starting line out and the return of Robbie Handley, um, who who made them, um, you know, who made um, a huge contribution in the game, both of them. And um, late in the game, then he was in, able to introduce Paddy O'Brien. So all all his walking wounded now are, and those that were absent, 
are back on board. So he, he, he appears now going into the final game with Napiersik and into subsequent semi-final and perhaps a final. Um, we don't know. Um, with, with, with a full hand. But this was a game to remember um, where, where, where we had um, a galley of, of, of stars on parade and and um, and they did not disappoint. And again, Jack, and I know we, 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 we've said medium a, a number of times, there was another outstanding performance by Shane O'Brien. Um, yeah. To me, um, he he was man of the match. He got he scored five points, um, set up uh, Graham Mulcahy's goal when Kilmallock were trailing, going down the home straight. So you know, it's it's it, it's a pleasure to see a young man like this. Um, you know, such such a bright future is in front of him. But and um, you know, he was in exalted company and and um, to stand out like he did, but. You know, um, we saw the first goal. Oshin O'Reilly um, took a took a pass from um, Robbie Egan. Great win in the air by Robbie Egan. Offloaded it to um, to Oshin O'Reilly. And when Oshin O'Reilly is bearing down in goal, especially in front of a Jack, you might as well be reaching for the green flag because there's only one outcome. That followed by within 40 seconds, Jack, by a fantastic goal by Keen Lynch. Absolutely, career through the middle and then send a bullet into the top corner. Um, then we had a, a goal by uh, Aaron Galan. Um, um, Dermot Burns landed a long free in into the Kilmallock goal mode, and Aaron Galan got the deftest of touches. I, I'm quite convinced he knew exactly what he was doing, and and um, and into the corner of the net. And then the fourth goal, um, Shane O'Brien was was the creator, setting up Graham O'Connor. Um, for the goal that Graham he deserved, Jack, because um, twice during the game he was denied by great saves by by Jason Gillan. So um, uh, it it was a game to remember, Jack. And um, uh, as I said, a, a microcosm of why Limerick are at the top of the hurling three. If this is our our, our county hurling championship, and I know we can talk very sometimes about poor games and this, that, and the other thing. But, Jack, when it comes to being great games and memorable games and classic games, this was right up there at the top. Yeah, excellent game. Um, it furthered Kilmallock's credentials as playing champions. And also, for Patchwell, they know that, you know, after a very sloppy year last year, that they're right in the mix. And then you have the ominous presence of Nupirshig, um behind you. But... It was a brilliant game. Did Keen Lynch mean the goal? I, I I think Aaron definitely meant his, but did Keen mean his goal? Do you think? From that far out. I, I do. I, I, I do, Jack. I, I have that debated. Um I, I have that debated. And um um no, I'm I'm on the side that 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 Keen Lynch knew exactly what he was doing. You know, he, you might say like um he took a chance that it might come off and it came off, perhaps, but um I I I I happen to believe that I think he did, you know. No, um yeah. you know, most unusually we saw Dermot Burton sending a penalty over the bar um at the finish. Um I think to have probably forced a draw. But um I, I, I think Dermot was going for um he was going for the perfect penalty nearly and it just skimmed over the bar. We 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 all that sort of excitement wrapped into one hour, Jack. Um it was riveting. 
It was enthralling stuff from both sides. Fantastic. With the lead changing hands on a number of occasions, I think at one stage, Patrick's well were five points up. Like going down the whole straight, they were a point up. Like it was, you know, it was edge of the of, of, of the seat stuff. Really, really was. And um, what an ad for Limerick Hurling. Yeah, an ad, definitely. And as I said, you know, Kilmallock passed that first test, but now they have Napier shit to come. So be interesting to see how that goes. Patswell aren't quite into the quarters yet, but it, they need a lot to go against them. Uh, Napiershik are in the quarterfinals, um, and they'll be joining, or and they'll, if they beat uh, Kilmallock, they got semi-finals. But that fourth kind of quarterfinal place seems between Ahan and Doon. Ahan were beaten by Napiershik. Doon won their game against KP, and KP are relegated uh, sub- subsequently. You know. Looking at KP's four games, they were probably a bit, a little bridge too far, but they were never really overawed, I don't think, at any stage in the championship. No, they gave as good as they got in their four games, but that's just a level you're stepping into, and they'll, they're relegated before we head into that final round game. Yeah, um, I thought Kildama Palestine, you know, to, um, I thought they gave a good account of themselves. They gave a good account of themselves last Wednesday night, I thought, against Doon. But I, I I think on reflection overall, Jack, as you rightly said, uh, um, I think they haven't been overawed, overawed by their new surroundings. I think um, that, they, that, that they will have learned considerably from it. And um, now they're going down to, to um, Section B, and we, we, we can, we, we've seen this year how Section B is panning out. It's really doggy, dug down there. Um, it's 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 you know heading for a fantastic climax on the final day, but um, uh, they, they they I I think Kildama um, Palace Henry you will see them regrouping and um, applying the lessons that they have learned this year and they will be very very formidable. I don't think um, they'll be away from the top top stage, let's say, or the top tier. But I, I'd, I'd say it's going to be a short exile somehow because um, there was a lot of things I liked about him. But that, that you know, Jack, actually, we were, um, John Kyo and I were doing commentary on it. And um, it, it, it um, I, you know, we, we, we both expected Dune to bounce back and win. You know, and... Um, uh, this whole thing has been trotted out all the year. You know, you, you hear people trotting out, oh, we're minus this, we're minus that one, we're minus Jim, and we're minus Bob, and we're minus this one and that one. <coughs> but this was a doomed team. They were shot five top-class players. And, Jack, the, the, the thing about it is you have some hope of carrying it of that um, if... Um, there, there, there's a good spread across the field, backs, midfield, forwards. But they, they were all defenders. Mm. So it, 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 it was a real uh, rebuilt Dune team um, with a complete new look defense. Um, um, I, you know, um, your dad had done at center back. He, he, he was magnificent, absolutely magnificent. You'd come up Ryan at, 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 um, cornerback sort of robbing peter to pay paul because sort of you you'd want him in the ticket things but like the way they settled in on fitzgibbon at full back and um what was very very interesting was the matchup of for a long period of the game 
of Adam English and Kyle Hayes. And at yeah. one stage, Kyle Hayes went in full forward and Adam English went in full back. It was very, 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 very interesting. But Adam English had a huge game, I thought, for Dune, um, as did um, Pat Ryan. I thought Pat Ryan was very, very good. And um, and Barry Murphy absolutely showed um, a huge incremental, um, um, you know, a much better performance than he had against Napierschik on his first game back. So he's just getting back up to the pace of it. But huge credit to Dune, like huge credit to Dune. Five days earlier, they got hockeyed by 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 Napierschik, and here they are bouncing back with with all the impediments that was put in that place by way of missing players and injured players, and all that sort of thing. And and they do have an absolutely fantastic result, in my opinion. Now. Um, the full credit to Kildama Palace Henry. <coughs> now, Dune got the perfect start in that they got a goal inside two minutes. Like, if, if, if you're to get goals, Jack, at crucial points, especially if your confidence is on the floor after a big defeat, next time out, if you get a goal early on, it's a major lift. And um, going down to halftime, just actually the very last action at the half, of the first half, Jack Ryan got a good, what was a very good goal because he, he he had a lot of work to do when he got it and he was really, really surrounded. But somehow he found um, he, he found um, enough space to bang it into the net. And um, that, 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 that was a blow to Kildama Palace Henry because instead of going in three points down at halftime, they went in six. And... Um, Obviously, of course, it, it changed the tone of the team talk. But they, they came out in the second half and in the third quarter, Limerick-like. Uh, they, 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 they whittled away. Um, Dune extended the lead after halftime. And uh, there were seven or eight up at, at one stage early in the second half. But by God, did um, did Kildama Palace Kenry come back? And I think just five in a row they hit and reduced the margin to two. With um with a quarter of an hour to go, and it was game on. But mm. Dune then found that extra gear. Darrow Donovan hit a very good point. He also hit a very good sideline, <coughs> and they just chipped away at the scoreboard, kept it ticking over, and in the end were worthy winners. And um, you know, like there's a huge wave of sympathy, I think, around the place for Dune this year with the predicament that they find themselves in because it's a genuine predicament. And um, they were relieved to win because, like the, the, the permutations for doing had they lost the game, Jack was stuck because they would be down yeah. two points. And uh, had they lost, um, had they lost the final game to a hand, then they would have been relegated because Kildama Palace Henry would have had the head to head, irrespective of how they get on against Patrick's well in the final round. Yeah, and there's. Still a possibility that um, <coughs> Dune could finish in the semi-final places. They need an awful lot to go in terms of scoring difference. I don't think we'll see that, but yeah, they're themselves in the hand is pretty much a straight shootout for the, the quarterfinals if Patswell can beat the already uh, relegated uh, Lion Palace Henry. But just briefly into Group 2, Matt, then. But I, um, I have, uh, Dean Coleman, of course, was another player that was missing from Dune, but he's going to be missing for the year. He he, he wrote. Uh, and we've had Dune suffering a huge defeat to Kilmallock, bouncing back to beat Patrick's well, 
suffering a heavy defeat in the piercing, bouncing back to to um to to beat Kildama Palace Kenry. Like it's a question where will the real Dune stand up? And um, but um, you know, the, the, there's no doubt at all about it, Jack, that the Dune squad has depth. Uh, sometimes oh, yeah. we wondered about, but I don't think there's any question about that. Um, I, 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 I think in the games against Patrick Swell and Kildama Palace, can read they prove that to us. Yeah, the longer they go into the year, they might get a couple of boys back. I know some of them are gone definitely for the year. Obviously, Rich English, I think Mike O'Brien is in the, the same boat, but we haven't seen Tommy Hayes yet. He, he could be back, he'd be a big plus for them. And even you mentioned Ovid Skibben there, it was brilliant at full back. And I thought Tara Donovan was definitely the difference. Uh, down the stretch, he got a couple of good scores and he, and he got a sideline. But KP are gone down, Matt. Um, and the battle to replace them is down to two teams, uh, Munger St. Paul's and Bally Brown. After they won against, they're gonna both gone to seven points. Now, Munger are definitely in the quarterfinals after winning against Monoline. Bally Brown aren't there as of yet because they play Munger in the final round. If they lose to Munger and Adair win, there's a 12 points differential between Bally Brown and Adair at the moment. If Adair can claw that back, um, they play Monoline in the final round. It'll be interesting. But for Munger St. Paul's, Matt, they've been a team that's been coming for the last few years. We're intermediate in 16. Uh, well, they won it in 16. They won the per intermediate in 2021. Um, got acquainted with the senior last year and they're really flying. And it was a really dominant performance against Monoline. Bally Brown got the job done as well. So it's a mouthwatering title to look forward to. Munger against Bally Brown, the final round. Promotion is definitely on the line. And for Bally Brown, a quarter final place is also on offer. So that's one that you'd definitely be looking forward to already just less than a fortnight away. Oh, it is, Jack. It is, it is just one of a number of games that we'll be looking forward to in the concluding round. Um now I, I, I saw the Bally Brown game against um against um Gary Spillane. Now they 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 won they won, I think, by five points in the finish. Um, but it, it was a comfortable win now. Uh, Gareth Spillane got the last goal and two points, which probably put, um, um, you know, they started maybe the, 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 the scoreboard a little. But um, I, in many ways, it, it, it was nothing more than Gareth Spillane deserved for the simple reason, Jack, that, you know, they battled, they battled, they battled. And there was an inevitability from very early on that, um, well, when I Say from very early on, we'll say from late in the first half, that 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 the tie was going in Bally Brown's way, uh, because Gareth Bland had established a five points lead after about ten minutes, and um, mm. and Bally Brown hit seven points in a row to go two points ahead. And once they got their noses in head ahead, Jack, um, there, there appeared to be there was only going to be one one result, and. Um, at you know, in the concluding stages of the game, there were ten points up, and as I said, Gareth Bland got the last goal and two points. Um, now Gareth Bland will, will, to a certain degree, obviously they'll be disappointed to lose the game, but they will know that on on the day they didn't deserve to get anything out of the game. But I think what will please them maybe a bit is they had been struggling to to rack up kind of um, anything like match winning scores. Um, in the previous rounds, and on this occasion, they racked up four goals and fourteen points, which 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 must be happening um, going into a final round game with with with, with um, South Liberties. Now, Jack, 
this is the second enthralling game that's going to be in Section B. You, you spoke about Valley Brown and Mungret. I want to come back to Mungret in a minute. Um, and uh, there a minute ago, and this is an equally enthralling encounter because there has been a narrative out there for the last, and maybe rightly so, it's well founded, for, for, for the last couple of weeks as the championship was progressing, that South Liberties were goners. Mm. Jack, this game is this game, this game with Gary Spillane is very, very much in the melting pot. Very, very much in the melting pot. And even though they have been losing matches, South Liberties have been scoring. Like they got 217 against Paddy Brown, would win a number of games. They got 20 points um last week. Against the Dare. Um against the Dare. You know, they're formidable scores, Jack. By any by any benchmark. So the the the, the idea that that um you know that South Liberty, we in this medium may be, may be guilty of it to a certain degree as well, but they're, they're, they're far from in force. Uh, I think at best the relegation playoff jack is 50 50. Yeah, or oh, so I said I'd come back game. to Munger. Absolutely, and as, as you know, and as we have seen in the past, um, relegation. Shootouts take on of their own, both in hurling and football. So, no matter what the farm guide is, and of course, the farm guide coming into a relegation um, uh, final by its very nature has to be poor. But you, you'd sometimes see little <coughs> things at one side over another that would you that would confer on a, an advantage. But this is a 50 50 50 50 game, Jack. No more. Mm. But, and, you want but to... I said I'd refer back to Mungret because actually I haven't seen Mungret this year because I missed the first two rounds of the championship because I was on holidays. But um, I hope to get to see him um, shortly. And um, we'll definitely see him in the quarterfinals now at this stage. But, you know, second year ups tends to be <coughs> tends to be um, a, hit, a bit of a hit and miss for teams. And we saw Mungret last year, you know, they just consolidated. Um, you know, didn't set the world on fire, but consolidated. And then you wonder about the second year syndrome. But rather than suffering from that, Mungret have take, taken a lot of lessons from last year and put them into use. And they have a very, very good young side, um, a, an experienced side who play a nice brand of hurling. And when I say young and experienced, they have a very, very good mix. And like they've got a run going. They're racking up big scores. And their game with Belly Brown Jack is going to be massive. It's it's a yeah. game that, that will is one that will not be to be missed. You know, it's 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 going to be a special game with we, we, we saw a great final between them in the under premier under twenty one final last year, which Belly Brown won. And um, like there'll be a lot of players on both sides that were involved in that encounter in Ballygrand, and um, uh, like as I said, it's a game not to be missed. And um, you know, full congratulations to Mungret for for um, keeping the up upward trajectory in 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 their performances and in their form. And um, like you know, uh, you write you write them off at your peril, I think. 
Yeah, they're they're a brilliantly balanced squad. They're not really reliant on any one or two players, you know. Um, I don't think anyone in the senior setup at the moment, but they'll definitely have a few after this year. But beautifully balanced side, as you said, put up a, a big score and are strong in defence as well. So they'll be formidable for anyone in the quarterfinals. But for them, it'll be a case of get the job done against Bally Brown first, and then they can then they can look to then they can look to um, a quarterfinal. But before we move from the hurling, well, I have two I have two things to ask you, and I don't know if you'd prepare for this. We said last week, Matt, that we'd come back to the Premier Intermediate Championship, and I said I'd I'd ask you again the following week because you weren't that keen to to nail your colours to the mast of who would come out of that group. So we have a we've had a fifth round in the Premier Intermediate Championship. Looking at the top of the table, you've F and Bruff are both on eight points. From Atlaka and Newcastle West, Blackrock are on six, Napiershig four, Glenru two, and Capamore are on two. So I said I'd come back to you. Who will who will be the the last two standing in the Premier Intermediate Championship, Matt? Can I can I correct you and say that Capamore are on nil? Sorry, what did I say? Two. Oh, sorry, I was even looking at it. Yeah, sorry, Capamore are pointless, and I think they're out of the reckoning, yeah. There's only two rounds left. They're out of the reckoning. So you've well, you've I, seven... I can tell you at this stage, Jack, that um, that, that the probability is that then and Capamore are out of the reckoning at this stage because Glenru will need two wins and they'll need a whole series of results to go their way. And like it's a mathematical possibility, but as remote that you 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 couldn't you know you couldn't calculate it. Effin and Brough are going through to the semi-finals, Jack, and. Um, I think they'll be joined by Black Rock. And um, then, then it's a matter of um, Drummond at Laka and Newcastle West. A punch to be Drummond at Laka. Because... The now, they're on four points as well. They're, you couldn't rule them out, yes? Well, no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not ruling them out, but you see, there's, there's all sorts of mathematical permutations and all that sort of thing. But you ask me the question, and I'm I'm giving you some sort of a rationale behind it, but um, uh, be behind my 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 thinking. And um, I stick with Effin and Brough, and um, I, I I think Black Rock are going to go through, but Napierschik are certainly not out. But Napierschik's form, from their point of view, is alarming. Um, they won the first two games, and. And yeah. um, unfortunately, the expense of the um, was that, um, and that for them was consolidation. But Jack, they've lost three players since to the senior team, and like yeah. when you when you're losing to the senior team, you're losing the cream of the crop. So um, uh, I, you know, I think they're going to struggle. Um, I think they're going to struggle. I think they have a game against Drummond at Lacker coming up. And I think that will be a huge game. I, I think their games, the games they've left are against Trumpet like and Newcastle West, I think. Newcastle, yeah. So the teams above them yeah. that they could no, try and they, catch. They, 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 whilst they, 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 they may not qualify, but they could have a, they could have a big say on who does qualify. Yeah, so you're thinking... I, Evan, I, I think Evan. it's going to be a bridge too far. To be honest, Jack, I think it's going to be a bridge too far from the Piercy. Yeah, as you said, they're losing their best players when they're when they're losing them to that senior team. But I think Effin, I had said Effin 
and Brough will contest the final last week. I still think that's going to be the case. But again, if if they if they finish second and third or first and fourth, they'll meet. So we'll have to we'll have to wait and see how that one goes. Um, and finally, on the Harland match for this morning, we woke up. Or sorry, before we went to bed last night, there was the news that a, a former All Ireland winner will take over the Limerick minor manager's role. Shane Dowling will take up that role with uh, Liam Cronin as one of the coaches. We know that, and Evan Loftus is promoted up to the twenties ranks. So for Shane, you know, we've seen what he's done with the senior team. If he can have half the success with the minors, you know, you, you have the next crew coming through. So congratulations to him first and foremost. And then with Liam Cronin, obviously winning the Camogie Ireland McCork, did so much good work with Mungers as always with Art Scullerish. You know, those players will be in very, very good hands uh, in the next few months. Oh, very, very much so. And I, I caught up um, completely with you. And congratulations to um, uh, to Shane and Tevin Loftus and their, their respective management teams. And um, um, like, of course, we, 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 we don't have to look very far for um, actually only a couple of weeks back for Shane Dowling's pedigree and, and Liam Cronin's pedigree with the under-16 team that won the All-Ireland Eugene Carey tournament. So under-16, so... I, I presume that will form the nucleus of their squad, and not wanting to preempt it or anything, for 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 the coming for the coming year for the nucleus of the minor squad. But like Shane Dowling has has had so much experience. Like, um, uh, of course, he's currently in the Pierce goalkeeper, senior goalkeeper. Um, after a very successful comeback year last year as goalkeeper, um, with the intermediate team that won won the county. Um, we all know about Liam Cronin and what he brings to the table, and um, like you, you know, and um, speaking to sources in Cork, um, uh, uh, you know, they were lauding loudly um, his his contribution to um, to the Cork Camogie success this year and bringing back the O'Duffy Cup after a lapse of five years, and um, so it's 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 a very 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 strong team and. Um, um, we wish him the best of luck going forward. And I think um, uh, the future of Limerick minor hurling is in very, very capable hands in their hands. Um, the same goes for Loftus. We saw Evan Loftus last year with the minors and they, um, we, 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 we got a snapshot of what he's all about. And I, I, I think he, he did very, very well with the minors last year, only losing in the Munster semi-final to Clare. And... Um, <coughs> um, we wish Evan and his team uh, the best of luck as well. I'm I'm sure that they will bring together all the best talent of the last uh, couple of years and and mould them into a formidable team at under twenty level. Which you know um, uh, we were unfortunate under twenty level this year. So I wish him the best of luck because um, uh, you could you couldn't be Jack but impressed with the way that um, Evan Loftus prepared and um, the minor team last year. I thought he did an excellent job. I thought he got the maximum out of them. And um, like looking forward to seeing him and wishing Evan and his team the very, very best to look at under 20 level. Yeah, and it's definitely been a successful transition before we saw Darren Mullins going from minor to 20s and the success that brought. And a big thank you to Dermot for his contribution because obviously there's an awful lot of those lads, the likes of Carl O'Neill, Adam English, Colin Cochran, 
uh, Shane O'Brien, Jimmy Quilty, that have Fergal O'Connor that have come through his 20s teams onto the senior panel. So uh, I'm sure we'll see Dermot again um, over a Limerick team in the not too distant future. Um, yeah, Jack, I, I would like to concord with your sentiments there about Dermot Mullins. I thought I thought he did an excellent job. And and he he his his record will stand up with the best two minor championships <coughs> and another twenty championship at monster level and an All Ireland final appearance, and we can only speculate how the All Ireland would have would have would have panned out were it not for that asinine rule that pre- prevented our best hurler possibly of, of playing in the final. And I, I hop back at it at it, at it again. It, it's an asinine rule, and whoever is responsible for it should be under them themselves or whoever those that are responsible should be ashamed of themselves but um, yeah. uh, Dermot, Dermot did a very very good job and has a very very impressive CV and I suppose at, for, after four years at the top he probably said to himself you know maybe it's time to take a break and refresh but I, I will long for the day to see Dermot Mullins back again and involved yeah, I don't. I don't think we'll have to wait too long, and I'm sure there'll be clubs queuing up to to get him in the door for for next year's championship. But moving from the hurling onto the football, Matt, and we have the final round in the football championship this week. So whatever places haven't been confirmed as of yet, we'll we'll get them confirmed um, over the course of this weekend. Just before we get started, at Dare and Badalanders played their refix game. Last night, Adair came through it, not spectacularly, but came through it, which means Adair are also in the semi-finals. So Adair are in the semi-final are the top table toppers in group two. Newcastle have already won group one. Monoline are guaranteed to fin sorry, they're not guaranteed. They are guaranteed to finish second because they'll have head on anyone that gets that up there with them. Um KP and Casey's are also true as well. So you're looking to fill one spot. In a group two, either Ballystine, Napierschig, or Galti Gales will get in there. Ballylanders will definitely contest the relegation final against one of Kieran's, Ula, or Clahan from group one. So it's an eventful weekend of action to get into, Matt. So we might just do our previews and predictions all in one for the for the senior football championship, if that's all right with you. Before we get into that, we'll look. As how we got on last week and where we are in the lay of the land. Now, we both went the exact same way in round four of the Senior Fo- Harland Championship. So, we all both had Kilmanock, Napierschig, Dune, Mungris, Adair, and Bally Brown. I got two extra points for saying Bally Brown would win by five. Now, you were one off for Kilmanock's win over Patchwood. I think you said three and they won by two, and there was a couple of more where we were. Very close. So the gap is closed to two points there, Matt, as we go into the ninth round. I always, I always worry about the home straight, Jack. <laughs> yeah, well, there's, there's a lot there's a lot of action to come as of yet. But we'll start with group one, Matt. Um, and we'll do our preview and prediction all in one. So Newcastle West versus Ula um, on Saturday. Newcastle West, as I said, are top in the table regardless of what happens. Ula still aren't safe, but a win will be enough because they know Kieran's are clawing, both of them can catch them. A draw is enough for them as well. So a draw is enough for Ula, Jack, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, look, I, I just think Newcastle are so good at this level, especially in the group stages. They just know how to win games, even though there's nothing on the line for them. They won't want to... This will be their last game before a semi-final, which is important to note as well. They won't have the luxury of a quarter-final to get tuned in. So it's a big game for Newcastle as well. Big game for Ula, but for me, I can't, I can't see Ula beat Newcastle. They did a few years ago in round five, but that was an Ula team that were getting ready. That would go on to contest a county final. Obviously, down the likes of Josh Ryan, Alan Daly, you know, Tommy Hayes, Mikey O'Brien. These lads that are injured for the hurlers are equally important for football. So for me, it's it's a Newcastle win, and I'm going to go on Newcastle West by five. Yeah, I I I agree that it's going to be a Newcastle West win. Um, um, but you know, um, Newcastle West are coming to a stage to a junction in the season, um. Where you know games, every game is going to be huge, and you're right in your analysis when you say it's going to be the last competitive game before um, the the before the semi final. But in between, Jack, they have absolutely two massive games in the intermediate hurling championship. Two games, Jack, that will that will define um, their hurling season. Now they successfully, to a degree. Uh, juggled between hurling and football last year when they got and won the county senior football final, and they got they got to the county they got to the county intermediate semi final. Um, so um, look, forum suggests only one thing. You know, you have Newcastle there sitting on top, four wins out of four. Ula one win out of out of four. That against the bottom team. Now Ula. I'm particularly unlucky to be in this predicament because I saw that first round game with it St. Cairns and they were desperate unlucky to come out of that one with nothing because <coughs> they, they were beaten by a point but they played all of 40 minutes with just 14 players. So um, now they were put to the pin of their collar to um, to beat um, uh, to beat Clahan, but they did it and in the context of the relegation scramble it's it's a result that could prove huge come Saturday evening. But I'm I'm going to go with Newcastle West and I'd go by Newcastle West by six. Newcastle West by six to finish the group with a perfect record and uh leave Ula sweating and, and checking phones at the the conclusion because that's the, the state of play we're in, you know, the games are all on that's, at six that's o'clock. That's my game on Saturday and we'll keep them in forum, Jack. Yeah, six o'clock on Saturday evening, so they won't know what, what's going on in Bally Brown at the same time. But going into that that game in Bally Brown, Matt St. Kieran's versus Clahan. For Kieran's again, a point is good enough that'll that'll keep them safe. They can't get into the quarterfinals for Clahan. They have to win. Um, but I think with the new the, the way the points differential is going, it'll just say Ula lose and Kieran's win. That'll leave it the three teams that are on two points. We will go to their scoring difference. And I think it's only scoring difference between the three teams. So at the moment, that's, that, that's play- it. That's, that's the change. And, you know, <coughs> they are far and against it. And I they, would I, be, I suppose- I'm, I'm for it, to be honest, because 
if, if you play a team at the start of the year, the, the weakest team in the group that everyone beats, you're only going out to win that game at the start of the year, whereas the team at the end will know they have to beat them by a certain amount. So I'm I'm all for it, but it would mean Ula have played both. They've won. I'm, I'm well advanced in the process of being converted. Yeah. Ula beats Cahan by point, lost to Kieran's by point. So they'll finish on zero on that scoring difference if it comes to it. Kieran's are currently plus one, but they have to play Clahan, and Clahan are currently minus one. So even though their overall scoring is minus 30 or something like that, they're minus one in, in this scenario. So if Clahan win by two points, Kieran's will finish bottom. If Clahan win by a point, all of them will be on zero. So I don't know what it'll go to then. But do you see a scenario where Clahan get that win over Kieran's and then we get into the nitty gritty? Or do you expect Kieran's just to bounce back and end their season free from relegation worries? The answer is no to the first part. The answer is just the second part. Um, yeah. I, I, I see I, I see St. Kieran's winning this game by three points, Jack. And um, I, having said that, I have to qualify it by saying that um, it's been a very disappointing year for St. Kieran's after a good year last year in which they were beaten and eventually in the quarterfinal by Mona Lean on a day when, she, when they did just didn't show up for some reason. But um, after winning the league this year and having the addition of a player like Alan Daly up in the forwards, um, you know, I, 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 I thought, you know, that they, that they were going to go places. And, you know, my expectation for them, I have to say, was tempered in the first round when I saw that game against Tula. And um, it was further tempered, of course, when... Um, when John Hayes hobbled off that day and, I, I, you know, it was obvious that it was going to be an injury that was going to be long-term and serious and Dara Tracy also. So, but Dara Tracy happily is back. And, you know, it's, 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 it's a huge game in their season. Like, the, you know, the league will count for very, very little at the end of the day if, if come Saturday evening they're facing a relegation final against Ballylanders. So I'm going for St. Kieran's to win by three points. Now, the yeah. St. Kieran's are unique in the Limerick Senior Football Championship in that they have never been relegated. And um, I, I, yeah, I, I see you wondering there, but that, that's a fact. Um, so um, I, don't, I, I think they're going to extend that record by a year anyway, Jack. I'm going for St. Kieran's by three points. Yeah, I, I, think, I think they'll get the win. Um, I, I think it's going to be very close. And these games are, are very tentative, and I can't imagine it's going to be a free score and very exciting games in terms of the football play. They could be exciting in terms of the scoreboard. I think Kieran's by two, Matt. Um, very tight. Just having enough experience to get over the line against Lahan. But I don't think anybody is going to want to play by the Landers from that side of the group after seeing him last night. I think by Landers have been very unlucky this year to find themselves in the relegation final again. And I think... It could be curtains for whoever comes out uh, on the group one side. But for me, I, I think it'll just be Clahan will fall to Kieran's on Saturday evening. And then in, uh, I suppose, the other game in the group, there's only positioning on the line here between Casey's and Lion Palace Kenry. Again, on it, and at six o'clock. They'll finish second and third, uh, irrespective of how things go elsewhere. But... I suppose with you're looking at group 
two at the moment. Monlin seemed to be quite strong just last there, but it's looking like they might go out and win all the rest of their games. I don't think anyone wants to finish third to meet um a Monlin. So it is there's plenty on the line here, Matt. KP versus Casey's. And I think Kilima Palace Kennery could cause a bit of a shock here. Maybe it isn't a shock, but I think uh, KP will win by three points this Saturday evening. I've been really impressed with what they've offered um, so far. They're out of the hurling now, so you know that burden on the dual players. They're obviously not going to be happy that they're out because of a because they're relegated, but. I think they've one or two that'll come back from that Harlan team as well. That will be give them a considerable boost. So for me, I'm going to go with KP. It was a bit of a shock here against Casey's. Yeah, I'm 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 leaning that way, but um, I have you know half of me wonders um, you know how do they overcome the loss the, the possible loss of Kyle Downs? Yeah, I I, I saw him playing. Yeah, I saw him playing in the football championship and he was an absolutely massive figure, Jack. A massive figure. And um, to a degree, I think that tilts it um, somewhat in Father Casey's, in Father Casey's direction. But um, I, I, I'm, I'm still... I, I, Father Casey's had to believe it or not. They were, a semi, they were beaten in the semi-final last year. And I've said this before during our, our discussions on the current championship. But they're now very much a team in transition because they've lost so many players. Yeah. They've lost so many players. And um but I, I'm I'm still going top for Casey's by a point. Casey's by a point. Yeah, like Cahill would be a huge loss uh to KP. You know, obviously he didn't play the two rounds of Harlan. Hopefully he'll be back for his own sake. He'll, he's a brilliant footballer and I think he'd like to cap the year with you know playing football after such a stellar breakout year with the senior side. But if he was missing now, definitely tilted back in Casey's favour. But I do think that KP and maybe some reinforcements they get will be able to to get the job done. But um, that's Group One, Matt. Okay, um, absolutely. In Cahill Downs's in Cahill Downs's case, Jack, it, it has been a stellar year for him for the county, and like he has very very successfully translated that to being a key part of of, of the Kildare setup. You know. Yeah, hundred percent. Beautiful player. Uh, going into Group Two, then Matt. Last night, obviously, Adair sealed their place top of the table. Um, they'll go through straight to the semi-finals. Ballylanders will contest the relegation final. Um, Mona Lean will finish second if Ballysteen or Napierschig win. If they both win. It could get a bit tricky with scoring difference and all that, but they'll have the. I think they'll have the, the scoring difference in that regard if it finishes in a, in a three-way tie. Galta Gales need to beat Monaline. Hope Napierschig and Ballystein lose, but I still think Napierschig will have the, will have the score difference there. It's, it's quite confusing, so we might just do it as we go along. Um, Monaline versus Galta Gales. We'll start with Matt. This essentially means if Monaline get a point, they'll finish. Second, they're all but guaranteed to finish in the quarterfinal place, as is. Kelty need to win and win big to have any hope, but I still don't think it would make much of a difference. But to me, after seeing Monoline in round four, really strong, physical, imposing unit, have some nice footballers, have a very distinct way of playing. Um, in Daniel Daly, they've one of the main sharpshooters. 
in the competition. Brian Donovan around the middle is probably the best runner in the competition. So for me, one... Uh, I, Dar- I Dar- don't forget Darren Murray, who I thought was outstanding against Palestine. Yeah, brilliant young footballer coming. I just have class all over the field, Matt. For me, this, I, I can't see past Monoline. I think Monoline will, will win by five. I think Galti are a good side, but Monoline are further down the road, a lot further down the road, I think. And I think it'll be Monoline uh, to win and finish in second in the group by a margin of five points. Yeah, I'm, I'm going for Monoline by four. But uh, Jack, there, there, there had to be a, a collective sigh of relief uh, along the Galtys last night when um, the final result came in from Kilmarnock and that um, Bally, Bally Landers had been beaten and, and it had ensured Galtie Gale's survival at senior ranks. And now suddenly, rather than looking over their shoulder, the focus can go go, go into saying, hey, look, we, we, we have a chance here of, of, of getting into the third playoff place. But to do mm. that, they have a very, very formidable task in front of them and that's to beat Mona Leon. And looking at the Mona Leon side, Jack, um, I think the crossover between them and their hurlers, although their hurlers are out of the championship at this stage, they, I don't think they can make the quarterfinals. They can't. But um, the crossover is nil. But Mona Leon, like Newcastle West, um, um, and like we'd say, Adair and Newcastle West, um, they will want to get a big performance in with this with the quarterfinal coming just two weeks down the line. So um I I, I think they're going to have too much for the Gales. And I'm going by going by I'm going for Mona Lean to win by four points. I was hugely impressed with that performance against Barry Steen, Jack. Now I know Barry Steen were down a whole raft of players on the night, but it was a very, very efficient performance by Mona Lean. And um that they're going to be very, very strong come the next phase of the competition. Yeah, definitely. Uh, moving swiftly then into Ballystine versus Adair. For Adair, I, I, again, like Newcastle, this will be their final competitive game before the semi-final. The air hurlers have a chance to get into the quarterfinals in the senior, but it doesn't look um, very likely. For Ballystine, it's win or bust. Uh, anything but a win will, will see us n- miss out on the quarterfinals. Um to me <laughs> after seeing it there last night, they're they're a really good side. There's some brilliant players um in Newburg, but they were missing a couple of bodies. So again any team would struggle if they missed the likes of uh, Robbie Burke wasn't playing. He, he could be back this weekend. There was there was a few more like that. I'm always gonna side with Palestine. So I'm going Palestine by two points on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with it there. You probably won't be surprised. Um, they no. they were down. Um, Mikey Lines. They were down. Jack English. Although Jack made a cameo appearance in the very last minute, they were down. As you said, Robbie Bork. Um, uh, now Mikey Lines came on and had an influence last night, as as you will recall. And um, but um, I'm I'm going by for a day by two. It's 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 going to be tight, and it's. It, it's a, it's a Dale's last football game now for the bones of a month, so they 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 they, they will want to get a you know good competitive game into their system. Now the crossover hurlers like is 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 is, is little enough. You have the you have David and and Ronan Connolly and Davy Lines, 
um, you know, who, who play with the, the senior hurlers. But apart from that, there is there is no further crossover. Hurlers are more or less an independent republic down there. So I, I'm going for it there by two, Jack. I'm going for the opposite to what you're. But having said that, what, what's the state of play with the with 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 the um, Steen walking walking wounded? Let's say. Moving on, the next game. I couldn't be leaving out those state secrets now. Uh, unless they want to come on and tell us how they're feeling in terms of inter- injuries. No, it should be fine. Um, Why did I ask then, that question? I knew what I I knew what the answer from a Ballysteen selector was going to be. Well, you're never going to get the answer, regardless if I wasn't if I wasn't even going to be watching this in the stand or not. We're never going to get the answer. But, uh, but, the but, piercing... but that's the mischievous what? element in me, Jack. I had to ask you, you know. All right. No, you, you have to ask these questions, but you know, you weren't getting an answer. But then you have uh Napiercik versus Ballylanders. Ballylanders in relegation final already. Napiercik, no, um, a win will do them, regardless, because they'll have head to head over Ballystein if, if they get through. If they lose, they're in danger. And to be fair to Ballylanders, last year, um, when they were already in the relegation, relegation final, they beat Celtic Gales, who were going for a quarter-final place. So they won't be there to just make up the numbers. They'll be there to get a win. And they'll want to get a win because, again, it'll be their final game before they play relegation finals. So they'll be desperate to get a win. Um, because of that, I do think Ballylanders could cause an upset here. Um, I saw enough from last night this to show they have the players to cause an upset. So I'm going to go Ballylanders by two points. Yeah, I'm going for Bally by three points. Um, uh, I, I, I find it hard to know when that I after last night. You know, um, we, we saw the good and the bad in Ballylanders last night, I think. You know, they did some very, mm. very good things. Like they were definitely under the cosh. In the first half, Jack, and they, they, you know, they made the most of the opportunities they got in the break and getting a couple of goals and that sort of thing. But I, I, I thought in the second half, like, um, but, but this is typical that they are like, they, 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 as the game goes on, they drive on and, um, like, you know, they're able to pace the game so well at this stage, like that, um, uh, they, they had the energy in the second half, and, um, but I, I think Bally. You know, you could say like they can just throw their hands up and say, "Ah, oh, sure, look, we're we're in the relegation anyway." Not as simple as that, Jack. Um, <coughs> Belly, like last year, as you said, will want the boost of of a win going into the relegation final, and mm. they will see this as an opportunity. And I, 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 I think they're going to win by about three points. I, I, I think they're quite capable of doing it. So. I'm 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 going for I'm going for Bally now. They they were without uh, Mark O'Connell and Owen Walsh last night. Um, whether um, one or both of those will be will be available for the Napierce game, I'm I'm not sure. Like you, mum's the word. Um, uh, but um, yeah, I, I I think Bally will do it, Jack. But you know, and get the boost that they that that they so badly need going into whoever they'll be playing because. That will certainly by the time they play in the Pearsick on Sunday, they will know who their opposition are in the relegation final. Yeah, that, that's another thing as well. Um, I, I completely forgot that, but I'm just conscious. I think I went against the Pearsick neighbor game this year, and there's a strong possibility they'll finish with 
three wins from five, but it, it's no, it's nothing against the Piercing, it's just how I feel. And well, Jack, has, 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 has this anti Piercing sentiment anything got to do with the first round? No, no, definitely not. It's not. Look, if they, they beat us fair and square in the first round, there's anyone that was at that game will know that it, it was, we weren't robbed or anything. Just a brutal performance, and and they and they capitalize. But I just I just seen it there. Looking back, I haven't gone from yet, but I do. I, I really don't want them to win this weekend. I think that's fair to say, and I think I'd be I wouldn't be human if I did want them to win. So that's our predictions um, for round nine of the predictions. You're currently two ahead, but hopefully we have a good few different there. We both went Newcastle and Cairns. And Monaline, and then we're or and and by Landers, and we're different then for Valencia there and Casey's KP. But quickly moving into Matt, because I know we're under a small bit of pressure for time, but we we still have a few bits to get through. The ladies' football quarterfinals are on this weekend, Matt. We have Monaghan versus Drum Broadford, and um, both both these games are on Sunday at half four. Monaghan versus Drum Broadford and St. Aylby's versus Old Mill. Uh, Drum Broadford game through Fiona in their prelim to, to set up a date with Monaghan. Um, but I think it's Monaghan is to lose. You know, defending back-to-back champions only missed out on the semifinals by score difference. Haven't been beaten yet. 1-2 and drew their other game. But I think the other game then, St. Aylby's and Old Mill, is very, very intriguing, Matt. Um, how do you see the two of those going? It's it's very very intriguing. It's 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 they're both going to be interesting games, Jack. Um, Monaghan finished second to Ballylanders and scoring difference in the, in Group One, um, but they they beat um, Old Mill by a point in Old Mill, and they beat um, Fiona Castleman by three points in in Kuliru and drew at home with Ballylanders, and that that's what gave them the ticket to the quarter final. And of course. This is the year that, that um, Monaghan are going for three in a row, Jack. And mm. um, they face a Trump Bradford side that lost both of their group games. Um, uh, first of all, to... Uh, um, to um, I'm just trying to think of the sequence. First of all, to Ula and then to St. Elby's. And um, they got back into the through the playoff with a good win over Fiona Castleman, I think, that few saw coming during the week on Monday evening. And that's yeah. that sets up the that sets up the the, the game with Monaghan. Now, um, the big question is, um, we know that the, the kind of an even team that um, Drum Broadford have, and we know that the, the level of success that they had over the last three years, and that they were county um, uh, intermediate champions in twenty and twenty one. And you might ask, why weren't they promoted? There was no promotion and relegation because of the pandemic. And um, they put back-to-back titles together and performed very, very well in the senior championship last year and were only knocked out in the semi-final one evening down in Mount Collins by St. Elby's. So, but, but um, yeah, I, 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 I think the farm guide suggests that it, it will be, um, it will be, um, it will be morning day um, that we'll, we'll get over the line. But they, they'll, they'll get a test from Drum Bradford, make no mistake about it. Now the other one is on in Mungret. The, sorry that the, the first game we spoke about the Monaghan game uh, is on in oh, in Rahina. 
and um, the the other game is between Old Mill and um, St. Elby's is on in 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 Mungrud. and um, this is a game that that's that's very 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 hard to call. St. Elby's were beaten in the semi final last year. Um, they, 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 they were shocked in the first round of this year's championship by newly promoted Ula, who, and we'll be talking about them in the context of the semi-final um, because they, they, they have been the team of the championship so far. But they bounced back and they had a good win over Drum Broadford. Now, Old Mill only picked up actually one point, Jack, in the three games in their group stages. First of all, to Monaghan at home and then they, they, they drew with Fiona Castlemahan in Kuliru and lost rather heavily to Bally Landers in the final round in Old Mill. But they got to the they got to the quarter final. Now it it this this is going to be tight. You're right there in in, in your suggestion that it's going to be very, very tight. Um, but I'm going for St. Elby's with the you know the vast experience that they have. It's not so long ago since they were county champions. They've been runners-up last year. And maybe they're not the force that they were. But I think <coughs> that they'll just, they'll just scrape over the line in this one and and um, set up a semi-final with Banders. Yeah, I, I think it'll be Monaghan and Elvis as well. But I do think they'll... I think Monaghan will probably just have it too, too much for drum. But I think the second game or the other games in Elvis and Allmill could be very very tight um there's obviously intermediate and junior to coach as well but we're around a bit of pressure so we'll just move straight into the camogie if that's all right and i have an update for us on on the state of play there yeah i can update you um i i, I gave the format last week now i can put names on the format the top two teams in each group jack will finish uh will will contest the, the county a semi-finals and the top two teams in in Group A, one Newcastle West who beat it there last weekend to leapfrog Kilidi, who had their program completed. And in B, Ahan made a three wins from three when they had a big win over Capamore. And they will be joined by Bruff um, in the A semi final who beat Napierce. So it sets up <coughs> two mouthwatering semi finals where Ahan will play Kilidi and um, Newcastle West will play Bruff. Now, if we go down to the B semi, if we go down to the B semi-finals, three three of of the semi-finalists are already known: Adair and Krakora from Section A, and Napierschik from Section B. Now, the fourth quarter-final will be the winner of the relegation. Now, there are two teams being relegated this year, as I said last week. Um, the fourth team to qualify for the B quarter uh, for the B semi-final will be the winner of the Krakora versus Capamore um, relegation playoff, which takes place, I think, in Krakora. I think it's on next Wednesday night, Jack. <coughs> but the winner of that will go through, and they they will play there in 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 the quarterfinal, while um, Napierschik will play Granaban and Gary. That's my understanding at the way they're crossed in the B semifinals. Now the losers of the B semifinals, Jack, will also play off. On a relegation for a relegation playoff, with the winner staying up and the loser going down. So there's where the two teams go down, and one come up, and you'll have an eight-team championship in 2024. Oh, there's the the layout. As you said, you gave us the layout last week, and there are the teams when they're playing. So 
it's starting to make a lot more sense as looking looking towards and as we get into the, the business oh, yeah, end definitely of, like it, it it makes far more sense and um it, it, it it's it's much easier to explain when you can put names to 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 position sort of thing you know yeah as we get into the business end of all these competitions it's it's getting tense up there at the top and talking of business end uh our masters team matt are in an all-ireland final uh this saturday in St. Bridget's in Roscommon at 2 o'clock as they play Armagh in the Spirit Cup final. Now, it's been an eventful journey for the Masters side, the first Masters side from the county, but to be in the All-Ireland final, Matt, I'm sure that they'd just love to go out there and get the job done. Now, they're facing a fairly formidable Armagh side, but it'll be interesting nonetheless. It'll be very interesting, uh, very, very interesting final, Jack, because... Um, the, the, the two teams arrive at this stage with similar records. Both played six group games, both won two and lost four. Now the, the we have detailed um, we have detailed who Limerick have played in the past. Like the beat Waterford, lost to Kerry and Leash, beat Westmeath, lost to Roscommon and Cork, both by two, by a single point. Now Armagh won their opening game against Louth, um, and they were beaten in the second round by Tyrone, beat Antrim in the third round, and lost the next three to um, uh, Donegal, to Leitrim Longford, to a comb combination side, and, and, and to Down in the final round. Now, while Slimrick went on in the semi-final to beat Kildare um, in, a, in, a, in a cracking game, um, equally Armagh were involved in a, in, a, in a titanic struggle in the semi-final against Westmead and needed a last gasp goal to get over the line. Now, if, if we're looking for farm guide or looking for omens, the only team that's common to both, Jack, is Westmeath. And um, Westmeath, um, Limerick beat Westmeath in round three, and they beat him pretty well up, or sorry, round four, um, beat him pretty well up in Mullingar. And um, uh, as I said, were dependent on, on, a, on a, a last minute goal to beat Westmeath in the semi final. Now, you have to factor in the fact that, that, that um, you know, the focus of teams when it comes to knockout. And as was <coughs> the case in Westmeath, you know, um, we played them in a league game, um, Armagh played them in a knockout game. Sometimes there's, there's quite a difference, especially in the approach of players and what have you. But I'm very hopeful, Jack, and I was talking to Anthony McCarthy in the last week, um, the Limerick manager, and, you know, he's so positive about, about the whole thing. Like, you know, just to put it into context, um, these are two teams that weren't in existence last year. Now, Limerick never previously had a Masters team. Armagh did, but it lapsed. And they, they, they came back this year. And, um, you know, to get to the Spirit Cup final is, 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 is a huge achievement. And like you say to yourself, this, this is just a social thing. Fellas out for a bit of crack. Um, fellas anxious to, to prolong their... their, 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 their um, Footballing oh, career yeah. in some shape or form, not a bit of a jack. They had 41 training sessions over the course of the year, and, and they worked very, very hard. And you know, hats off to their management team, um, like Anthony McCarthy from Kiltiri Drumkeen, Jason Daly, who's the coach from your own club, Barry Steen, um, Aidan O'Sullivan from Brough, who is um, a selector, and uh, and um, Katie Lynch, who 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 is the physio. 
like um, they they work very very hard in, in in preparing the team. But full credit to the people that you know formed <coughs> formed the whole Limerick Gaelic Masters. Joe Mulcahy down in them in Kaledi and and those that 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 were with him in coming together and and forming a masters team and. And to get him this far, like, is, is a huge achievement. I, I, I'd say probably in that widest streams when they were starting off, they didn't think that it would end where it's going to end now in an All-Ireland final in Kiltoum and Roscommon in September. But uh, that's what it is. And I think Limerick have a real, real chance here. <coughs> they have a couple of players, of course, that are still playing Gaelic football. The, the team captain, Morris O'Connor, and the vice captain, uh, Ronan McGee, is still playing turning out very, very successfully with Hospital Helmerstown. So, you know, there's a great, I, I've seen them three or four times, Jack, and there's a great camaraderie between them. Uh, um, they've knitted a very, very tight squad together. And um, uh, you, you, you've probably gleaned that yourself, you know, that, um, and uh, <clears throat> I'm very, very hopeful that we will add another All-Ireland at the weekend. Yeah, very greedy for all Ireland's. We are with uh, the best to look to Anthony McCarthy and the entire team. With the Masters this Saturday against Armagh in the All-Ireland Spirit Cup final. Um, I think that's all for us this morning, Matt. Um, we had said we tried to keep it to below an hour, but we went a bit over time. But I think that's 10 minutes in the grand scheme of things. Jack, uh, Jack did I hear that you played a bit of golf lately, did I? Golf? I played I played our classic. That was the height of it. I think you could have got something mixed up here now. Sorry? Genuinely. I I played I played our golf classic in August, I'm going to say. That was the height of it. That's not Wait, very long someone... ago. Why did you hear something? How bad it was? No, 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 no. But I have that I have a man. Um, somebody said it to me recently that that my companion in the podcast was swing golf clubs all over the place. Well, I went I went to the driving range the night before the classic, and I was very poor. So maybe they saw me, you know, collecting balls that landed three or four feet in front of me. So maybe that was it. So you, the course. You, you kept your best form for on the day, Jack? Did you? No, I did not. Um, I don't know where we finished, but it was definitely near the bottom. But there are very, there's a few very handy golfers on the team. But uh, we'll get through the, the hurling football first before we get on to the golf course a bit more. It's something I'd like to do a bit more, um, especially my back. It's nice and handy to get to get over. I don't know who this, where this information came from, but it's definitely inaccurate if it's at all positive. But I, I'll take it. I'll definitely take it. But um, no, they were actually complimentary. They will come you, Jack. Yeah, I have a grand old swing, but it doesn't go where I want it to go. So take it as what, what you will. Um, but maybe they were, in the they, were, they, were, they were even they were even suggesting that I should take it up and follow you your follow your example. Well, if if you want to, to pay for the buggy, I'll join you any day on any golf course. Or if anyone wants to take us out for an old three stock golf trip, I'll be more more than happy to oblige them in that regard. Uh, but for now, Matt, that's an hour and 10 minutes on the clock. That's episode 250, 247 for you. I'd say I'm barely over 150. But uh, thank you as always to everyone for listening. If you're getting it on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe. Make sure to ring that bell for notifications. 
Facebook, you know what to do there, and Twitter as well. Make sure to retweet and like. Thank you to everyone that's tuning in to Noah's Menswear and to you as always, Matt. Best luck to every team this weekend in the final round of the football championships and to the master side in the All Ireland final. That's us over now for today. Thank you very much, and we'll talk again soon. The impression you, game, we get all with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Shawnee Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the world court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. No sympathy in this game for anybody.